Get on down, get on down. Welcome to Chopper Soup Convos, Extendo Fabrics. It's your boy Jamal, and I'm with my main pal Dan. How's it going, buddy? Howdy, partner. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm doing pretty swell. The wife is doing. Oops, I didn't mean to say that. What's good with y'all, man? What's good, man? What's up, man? What it do, man? Well, you didn't want people to know that you were chosen in your country world. No, I don't know. Oh, started talking low. You know who does that well? Who? Your boy Jason Whitlock. Oh, yeah, he's chosen, but he or he be like getting. Oh, that's the way. Like the voice you try to do to get out of it, he'll be like, "I mean, I don't, you know." Because <laughs> he be saying some crazy shit. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, man, go ahead, man. It's winter time. And you got a lot of questions about the wintertime grind, right? How you chop trees. What else, man? Yeah, how do you feel about people who uh, chop trees and go fishing at night and all that kind of stuff? How do you feel about that, man, since you lived in Ellensburg? I think it's cool, man. I like the simple lifestyle. I've always told y'all this, and you don't believe me, but I'm I'm relaxed. I like the slow lifestyle. I like going and fishing at night. That's peaceful that's calm you gotta watch out though because your vision isn't as good you know you're gonna be leaning when you go to the rodeo you gotta have your best boots on man your best hat and your best wranglers because there's gonna be the ladies out there man so you could live like in the country area again yeah you don't have to be near a city nah i'm relaxed and the country lifestyle wasn't too much for you? Nah, man. I'm a country boy at heart. It's in my DNA, man. That's interesting. Speaking of the country, one of the most countryest rappers on the planet, uh, Glorilla has a song coming out with Money Back Yo. And yeah, I saw the conspiracy theories, people trying to say they were kissing before the video. I'm like, hey, man. Yeah, that was that was just crazy. <laughs> God damn, the internet is scary, man. Well, if you care about it, it's scary, but yeah, a lot of people do care about it. That's why it's a scary place. Skip don't give a fuck about it. He don't even read his comments. Well, you know, Skip. <laughs> he, he was born in the 1940s, I think. But there's a lot of people his age who read the comments and get bothered by it. Like Shannon, Shannon gets bothered. Like when black people come and cook them, he'd be trying to switch it up the next week. Hey man, Stephen A. Oh, my bad. Skip was born in 1951 at the 40s. Oh, that nigga close enough. God damn, he's 10 years older than my dad. That's the thing. You know, when you're a black journalist, you have to kind of, I don't know. It's like you have to be a character that has to play up to the community because you got to be like, oh, am I down? Am I, or I'm a coon? Or, you know, you got, I guess they make them have to care. Like, I don't know any black media personality that looks straight. They all have to kiss ass and try to get on Twitter's good side. Stephen A tries to do it. Uh, Shannon Sharp, of course. The only one that I feel like he's just being himself and now he's hot is Michael Irvin. <laughs> Everybody yeah, else. he don't get in trouble for nothing. I feel like we don't expect that much from him. <laughs> Because he loves on Jerry Jones a lot, and we don't really bother him for it. And I don't. And why would why would we be mad at him? He, that was the owner of the team he played for for over a decade. They he never played. Who did he play for after them? 
He only played for the Cowboys. He never played for another team. I never like got into like the end of his. I never got into the end of his career. Like I don't know what his last year was like. Was he? He got injured, right? Who? Michael Irvin. Did he go out because of like injury? Nah, I think he just retired because he's an old man. You know, back then people retired in their early thirties. They wasn't on this next level Tom Brady system playing until forty five. That wasn't regular. They retired at 33, 34. But yeah, based on, <clears throat> excuse me, the stats on Michael Irvin's <clears throat> last season, yeah, he was hurt in 1999. He only played four games. Damn, he only played for the Cowboys. That's crazy. He wasn't like Jerry Rice. Nah, yeah, Jerry Rice had to, <laughs> he had to go to other organizations because he had longevity in his career. He played until like 40. Michael Irvin wasn't going to be one of those guys. You know, his lifestyle was different. If T.O. was nice, he could have played till he was 40. Easily. Yeah, but, you know, he's an asshole, so <laughs> not going to let that happen. And Carmelo Anthony did him. <laughs> and Carmelo, he retired again? Uh, well, yeah, the league mate is basically retiring him. Nobody will give him a job, so. Why are they doing that to Melo, man? What the fuck? Hey, he doesn't play defense. <laughs> Uh, did Vince Carter play defense when he was getting old? Not really, but he barely played as he got older. And then Udonis Haslam don't do shit, but coach yeah. and yell at niggas. And... Yeah, he's a coach. He's a legend. He's only going to play for the Miami Heat. And he still plays for them, right? Yeah, that's the thing. People <laughs> like that, they are team legends. Like, Melo's a great player, but Denver doesn't even respect him. They gave Jokic his number fast. He's not the king of Denver. Jokic is way better than he ever was. Yeah, he doesn't have a home. And then you go, I guess his home is New York, but that was just the ugly era, see? So nobody can have a home there. He they disrespect Spike Lee, Charles Oakley. I mean everybody. <laughs> Charles Oakley is in the Hall of Famer like Melo is, though. So yeah, he was just a bully and popular. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not trying to get it step on a uh, ring culture's toes or nothing like that, but I've always wondered, um, out of like some young players that you were kind of early on, let's say Ja Morant, like you told me about Ja Morant before anybody. I even knew ba- like so-called basketball niggas who didn't believe in Ja. Um, Jaron Jackson, huh? Yeah, I created the Memphis Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr., I created him too. Out of like, those are just a few that I can name. I- I'll say Zion too. Just out of those three, are you like, well, Jaws obvious and um, Zion's obvious. Are you happy with Jaron Jackson where he's at and where he possibly could be going? Or are you not so high on him anymore? I always wonder, like, out of some of the young players, like, who you like, liking their progression and stuff, the ones that you like, because I don't think you like Anthony Edwards that much. Yeah, he's all right. Three yeah. J, it's not. I'm not pleased. This is year what five of his career. Still doesn't get enough rebounds. This shit is ugly. It pisses me off. How mm. the hell are you 6'11 and you're getting six rebounds a game, five rebounds a game? It's nasty. I love the shot blocking. You could argue he's the best shot blocker in the NBA right now. But rebounds, nasty. He gets too many fouls and he doesn't score enough. He fouls. He gets fouls quick. Yeah. He'll get like two in like a minute. Yeah, he's ugly, but 
he's a good player. I think he's doing well. He's 23, so he's still very young. But uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies to take another level, he has to step up his rebounding, become a smarter defender, and improve his scoring. His three-point shooting is hit or miss. He's actually been pretty decent this year, shooting 36% from three. So we'll see. I think uh, he's been all right, but I don't. I, the rebounds are nasty. I need 10 rebounds. The same with Zion. I need 10 rebounds. I'm tired of these big men not getting enough boards. Why the hell is Steven Adams getting all the rebounds in the NBA? So Chris Bosh at 23 was better than Jaron Jackson Jr. easily. Uh, Yeah, he was more refined. He was better offensively, better rebounder. Hmm. Yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. I thought about him the other day. And I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if Dan... It also, also, Dan put me on a Giannis way early, too. Like way boy, early. Hey, I, see, I seen it. So you put me on a Giannis, John Morant, really early so those are those are some those are some good ones and i knew james harden was going to be good not as good as he was but i knew he was going to be good i wanted the wizards to get him but you know they were stupid so they wanted i still don't know about your homie cam reddish but he plays for Thibodeau, so hey, hey. Young if you started his career at a better organization he would have been a star but he started it at two sketchy organizations and that's the luck of the drawn <laughs> sports not every there's only a certain amount of people that would have been all-time greats regardless of wherever they got drafted because they have that ability, that drive, that work ethic. Everybody else, they need to be in the right place at the right time, even Kawhi. If he wasn't drafted by the Spurs and didn't get to work with Chip England to improve his jump shot, who knows how good he would have been if he was drafted by the Wizards. That boy probably would have sat down his whole career. You never what about, know. Um, what about the kid on the Rockets? They're, are they a sketchy organization? Jay, yeah, Jalen Green, the production. I haven't seen the jump like I thought I would have seen in year two. He's playing well, but yeah, they need a they need a real point guard. I don't know, man. They Kevin Porter Jr. has been all right, but the the young core, like I like Sangoon. They have talent. Jabari Smith Jr., he should be all right down the line. But, yeah, they need more veterans, and they need a real point guard because I get it, though. They're tanking. They don't want to be good. <laughs> they they want to fall for one Benyama, too. So, And last basketball question, where is Lamelo? Is he hurt or something? Eh, he's just chilling, you know. Hmm. He's been playing. He's back. He was hurt the beginning of the season, but he's back. He's averaging like 23 and eight assists right now. Shooting not as well from the field, but, you know, they don't have Miles Bridges. The team is weaker. Talent. That's the one that became a rapper and got kicked out. Yeah, domestic violence issues with uh, the mother of his child. So he's out the league now. Yep. He's at Dang, home. he really kicked it off quick. Yeah, you know, he this got time. good and then started rapping and pretending like he was drinking lean and got out of there. Not pretending, he was sipping a drink. Damn. Yeah, hey, man, you want to be a hip hopper? Sit down. So he probably be training, trying to get back and everything. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I know he's in the gym all week training, trying to get back his friends. Probably telling him he's stupid. His family's probably upset. Yeah, domestic violence don't hit women, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's horrible. But yeah, let's get into some music, man. You said yeah. some. You said some. First, ring culture, real quick. You said yeah. ring culture, so is Patrick Mahomes still the greatest quarterback you've ever seen? Yeah, nigga, are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> you have you have no idea. Whoa, what, what, what this is like as a for my football life. I've never seen anybody like this ever in my life. Be this good. I've seen someone like this. It was Aaron Rodgers. For some reason, I didn't pay attention to him like that. Whoa, you didn't like that white greatness? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is just a half black Aaron Rodgers with more. I mean, Patrick than... Mahomes, like Aaron Rodgers is definitely a computer. He's a robot. Like, they're they're the only they're the only two people in that class that they're so efficient with the ball, but then they're gunslingers too. Like it doesn't make sense. Like, I like them. Like Aaron Rodgers would have 40 touchdowns and like five picks in a season. Mahomes can do that type of stuff too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is dope, but um let me I mean, I don't know. What's their body sizes? I feel like Aaron Rodgers is a little small. He doesn't look as cool uh, as Patrick Mahomes to me doing it. His yeah, his because he's, he's full white. His ball, his passing. But look at this. He has in his career, he has 475 touchdowns. 105 picks. That's crazy. That touchdown interception ratio is stupid. And then Patrick Mahomes so far in his career has 192 touchdowns, 49 picks. So I just think Patrick Mahomes is better because he wins more. Well, they both have one ring. I mean, Aaron Rodgers dominated his division for a decade too. So, But Aaron Rodgers was in like his fifth year when he got his ring. Yeah, but hey, you could say the NFL was harder back then. I don't know. I think I they're literally the same size too. That's the funny thing. Yeah, yeah. they are. Some same. They have a lot in common. They're the same exact height and limited height and weight. Yep, and then they play the game in very similar ways. But yeah, but Aaron Rodgers don't run around and spin around and do like passes in the air and shit like. Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes has got more stuff in his game than Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. They said Aaron Rodgers is more like a Steve Nash. Nah, they said Aaron Rodgers is Steph Curry. Nah. They said he. I'm just telling you what I've been reading and mm-hmm. watching throughout the past two years. They're saying Aaron Rodgers changed the way quarterbacks, the perception of quarterbacks throwing the ball because he was starting to throw off platform, having different type of releases, and then. That influenced the Patrick Mahomes and the next generation to have all these wild throws. Like, I even watched a YouTube video to try to understand it because I was like, whoa, Aaron Rodgers is because, you know, they don't talk about that type of stuff in uh, mainstream media about, oh, non-platform throws. And it was like how I used to hear about Tony Parker uh, shooting layups off the wrong foot so that defenders couldn't be able to time his release and all that, like doing that type of things they're like they're crafty so that's why i was like aaron Rodgers. he kind of he's like their stuff like oh man before aaron Rodgers, you had to be the perfect you have to have the perfect five seven step drop and throw now you can throw off platform you can do this you can have 
crazy angles. Nah, Aaron Rodgers dude be doing some wild shit where he just be flipping it around and just yeah, so wild keep, shit. But it's still not like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes got more stuff in him than Aaron Rodgers. But I guess you can say, and all that off-platform shit. I mean, I don't know. I didn't start hearing that. I just people say that yeah, football isn't tight with their commentary like that. Like the same reason why we don't hear about why defense uh DBs are better than ever. Like we just hear about right. how Quarterback. quarterbacks are shit. Mm-hmm. No one like football commentary is white. It is. You guys need to get better. What's going on? Just a bunch of white men. That's why I like when but they I did mean, uh it's... when they did uh NFL in uh Mexico City, they had like the this Mexican dude like start the game off he was hype like he was going crazy i was excited that's one thing i like about the soccer announcers too they're way more like hype and animated that shit is fun they're, they're almost like on some wrestling shit that's how it should be <laughs> the nfl be like on some business fucking um cnn fucking bill o'reilly bullshit well they bounce out with the briefcase the yeah cup. like talking about a football game like if you don't get your boring ass out of here troy aikman joe buck <laughs> if you don't get your punk ass out of here Bring Tony Rollinsworth. Try to have fun. Hey, let me tell you, man. When I played, that might be the greatest throw. Yeah, Collinsworth is cool, but like, when I was watching the national championship for one half because that shit was trash, I was watching it with the Pat McAfee show. I didn't want to listen to the regular announcers. Whoa, you didn't want to see Nick Saban look straight when David Pollock said it's a new era and Georgia has the game. I should have seen it because that's some bullshit. I don't believe that. I, I mean, I'm. Like how I am you don't believe it. Didn't you see? I, I was telling people on Champagne. I'm a Georgia hater. Yeah, I know. I was telling people on Champagne Soccer, like, because Marcus, he's from Atlanta. He's a Georgia fan. He was the hype. So they back-to-back champs. And I was like, yeah, man. Nick Fluky, champ, fluky back-to-back champs. He's been, I mean, it's not a fluke. They they win their conference. They win the Their defense is legit. I'll yeah. And they have three... <laughs> Three Pro Bowl tight ends. <laughs> they have a running. They have a tight end that they let be a running back. That's how much tight ends they have. They're two next. But hey, they have the talent. And one thing I'll say is that Nick Saban, yeah, he's getting older. It's not gonna mean he's gonna disappear. But I already knew he was shook when he was talking about Deion Payne and <laughs> Travis Hunter last year. I knew he was shook. Now Georgia back to back champs. All right. Yeah, the Whoa. Tennessee me naturally hates on Georgia. I can't help it. Yeah, go ahead, man. Fake the volunteer fan. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a diehard volunteer fan, but when I used to want Georgia to ball out back in the days, they would always suck. So I'm just like, what the fuck, y'all want to do it now? But I mean, I like them more than Ohio State, and I be hating on Ohio State. Yeah, that's I don't know why. I'm not even from the Midwest. I just can't stand them niggas for some reason. <laughs> Um, but um, nah. To me, Patrick Mahomes is definitely still the greatest. He's the stuff. He wins more than Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna win more than Aaron Rodgers. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. You don't know that, but it's ring. That's why I actually ring culture because rings don't matter. To I- me, Jay Cutler was doing all that off-platform wild shit way before Aaron Rodgers. He just wasn't as good as him. Jay Cutler reminds me of like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> CTE records. He do. Jay Cutler was. I mean, I used to want him to be nice because. He had all like the physical shit of it. Like he could throw cool and he was just geeked in the head. And the trash he, team. He was one of the original internet sports kings for memes that they used to love putting him, giving him cigarettes for everything he did. Hell yeah, everything. 
<laughs> he didn't give a fuck about nothing. He was a buster. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, man, well, let's talk about some happy news, man. Brothers again free. O3 mm-hmm. Greedo, Max mm-hmm. B. Mm-hmm. Swag Lords. Yeah. The Melody Kings of their coast. They coming back. That's gonna be real cool. I'm excited. O3 Greedo also put out a new project this week called Free O3 with producer Mike Fresh. I've listened to it a few times. I'm an O3 Greedo fan, so you already know how I feel about it. Jamal isn't a Go 3 Greedo fan, so what were your thoughts on it and his style of music? Because I know you don't feel it as much. Hold on, I don't think I listened to that one. Oh, yeah, well... I listened to the older ones to try to catch up. So uh, talk about the old stuff you didn't. Oh, like. free O three. I think I took listen. It took a little minute. Um, I'll have to listen to it again. But he's just he's just like a gumbo artist to me. He has like he just does everything. You know, like he can be on some. He reminds me of like Thug and like Shy Glizzy. I forgot who else I said like mixed into one. And Max B. He reminds me of Max B, Thug, and Shot Glizzy, like all st- stirred into one pot. Honestly. And I don't know. I have to give him another chance. I like Draco more than him, but I mean, we'll see. He's a talented. I mean, you've mentioned before you like rapidy rap, so it makes sense you like Draco more, but break down why uh melody rappers don't excite you as much. And you mentioned that. He was a what, fake YSL rapper. Talk about why that doesn't excite <laughs> you. I think, honestly, it's just that where I'm at right now, like, melody rappers to me are just for fun. And I'm just, like, in grind mode right now. I'm just grinding, stacking, grinding. And so I feel like melody rappers are more, if you're, like, having fun, like, every weekend, partying every weekend, that kind of shit. Like, I could get on some O3 if I'm, like, pre-gaming every weekend type shit like you know what i'm saying partying every weekend that's what he is to me i feel like that's why he's so big on the west coast because he's a rapper that they could probably can play in like in their strip clubs and party to the most because especially after that yg era he was just gang banging and shit too much and on some like real like early 2000s late 90s west coast shit then 03 come like how he said he's a gucci of his city he come in with some swag like colorful swag type shit going on and LA has been really influenced by the Bay in the 2010s. So he's just real, he's way more flavorful and fun. He's a very fun rapper to me, but melodies, they're just, first of all, these niggas can't really sing that good. And the shit they be singing about be like on some crying type shit. Like when we were listening to all that music at Anthony's crib, when Derek put on a Sofago, that was the most boring part of it. Nobody even cared. People were responding more to like, yeah, that guy's not. I never rated that guy. Yeah, that's that has a lot to do with it. But people were responding to Blue Bucks and Lil Tyler and shit and the girls. Tia, because they're better rappers than Sofago. Sofago's just a melody boy. That he's like a whack melody. boy. He's just a meme nigga for real. Like, yeah, like he's not a like. That's the difference for me when I look at melody rappers. Max B is a sauce lord. Greedo's a sauce lord. That Sofago kid isn't no sauce lord. He has a pink hearts. 
but I also feel like you're you're a, a slave to anybody if they put out a project and do 10 different sounds you'll like kind of automatically like it because your brain will trick you and make you pretend that it reminds you of Prince and you just think it's great artistry. I don't think about Prince when I listen you to rap music. Yes, yes, you, no, you think about it. <laughs> Greedo makes like a, 10 different songs, like way different songs on an album and you automatically think like that makes you a great, a be better artist. And I think it artists. makes you a great like, you artist be, if you can execute it and he executes it well. Like you don't really be thinking about like how it sounds sometimes. Like as long as they do different shit, real different shit on every song you'll like that that will mean more than like how it actually sounds to you nah i like music and if it sounds good i respond to it i like you don't like see you're an r&b guy so you really want singers to sing i don't care about singers singing well when they're not singers i like that's the charm in it i like i mean i don't I, need them to hit so every that's note why but... for me i can enjoy burrito future that type don't thing. count. Features in another lane. He can. But he's one of them too. He's, he's the best one. Yeah, he's the top level. Future's the top twenty rapper of all time. Oh, but hey, yeah, he's the max of it. But yeah, that's why he's my favorite artist because he's a melodic rapper. He has different styles. He has different flows. I like that. If you can do it well, there's a lot of rappers that try to do it. I like. I don't listen to all the young melody rappers. I don't really listen to them. The one I like the most is Cardi. I used to like Uzi a lot, but he's kind of fading away. But like, that's what I like. I like the people that experiment, but they got to be good at it. Because there's a lot of, uh, like, I never liked Sofago. I never liked Cochise. I never liked a lot of these guys. Because I'm like, Rod Wave, that's not my thing. Too sad. <laughs> Moray, Little Dirk. I don't listen to those kids. So it's like, you got to be a certain type. And that's what I've realized too, like, 03 Greedo isn't a kid. He's older than us. So I think yeah. that's what I like too. Like, because he's older than us, you can tell he's influenced by funk melodies. He's influenced by different stuff. He's very heavily influenced by Louisiana rap. If you listen to 03 Greedo, he has a lot of references. The Cash Money and No Limit on his tape with Ron Ron on a song called I Never Heard of You Niggas. He's at the beginning. He's like, man, they say we sound like we're from Louisiana, but we're from Watts. Like, yeah, that's a Grape Street thing. Yeah. They say they have like New Orleans accents and Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, that's when I I don't when I listen to him, I don't hear YSLs at all. Like, I can hear how you say thug because of how he uses and thugs influenced by who? His voice inflections, Lil Wayne. Exactly. Voice inflections and different things. But like Wayne wasn't as geeked up. He didn't he he showed signs of it, but he didn't take it to the level of geeked up, like how Thug and the people he inspired. But with Greedo, he has that raw gutter funk to me. Like, that's why it makes sense. He's very that's, raw. He's very raw. That's why it makes sense to me. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to redo. I stay flossing and redo a big mo hook because, yeah, he's has that sauce. Like, that's when I hear him. Yeah, but I didn't like that. that but that's my jam. I've always, like, when I first heard that song last year, I was playing it all the time. That's my jam. Like, when I hear 03, I hear, I think more about, like, Texas, Louisiana, that funk. Like, but he used to trap in Atlanta, you know, finesse. So he's inspired by Atlanta, too. They used to be the best rap city in the country. So they influenced a lot. So... He was definitely inspired by them. I remember he used to hang out with Man Man Savage and those guys, but 
Now I'm happy he's free. He's what? I think like 36, 37. I think he was on Alamo Records before he went in. So I'm, I'm very happy that he's free and I hope he works with Blue Buck. Oh, yeah, he's 35. He turns hope- 36 in July. So yeah, he's still a young guy, man. I hope he comes out, he balls because he has a lot of talent. I think he will work with Blue Bucks because and Ralphie. Yeah, Ralphie. He's, I just hope he gets LA gets his the grasp on LA. I want him to be the leader. You know, what I'm, I'm not even necessarily a fan, but of a lot of his features, like I there's greed, there's O3 Greedo that I do like. I just don't like the whole complete projects yet so far. Yeah, like and that's I still the, like them though. There's over 10 Greedo projects, but the ones that I like is still summer in the projects with mustard and loaded up volume one with Ron Ron. Those are the two projects I like of him the most. And Ron Ron's dope as fuck. Yeah, and then uh, Netflix and deal with Kenny was cool too. Like I never that listened. didn't sound bad when I listened to it. I, I, I never, never listened, listened to God Level because it was like twenty seven tracks. I never listened to the Wolf of Grape Street, but those are like the projects that came out in twenty eighteen that really put him on to another level. Like for the critical acclaim people, and then like the underground, like people like Uzi was fooling with him. You know, Uzi. They like to pay attention to the underground Yachty. So they were fooling with him. And then unfortunately he got locked, you know, but thankfully he's free now. He, he should be out uh, tomorrow, the 12th. So that's cool. And then Max B coming out in April, that should be great for New York. You know, they've been stuck in this drill wave. None of these guys are really going to the next level. A Boogie was a star. He put out an album. You never heard it, right? You used to re- respect a boogie. I still do. I didn't listen to it, but I feel like it's still going to be well received. His fans love his music, and he does put out quality music. I know a young that. brother that uh, likes a boogie. He said that's his favorite artist. Shout out my man Ty from Brooklyn. He said the album was low. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard nobody talk about it. It came out in December for nobody. Exactly. And usually, people talk about it a little bit. Yeah, nothing nothing stuck with the people. I think it's because the timing of when he dropped messed up because it's like, all right, Metro's album dropped and then Scissor's album dropped. Sorry, that, that took over the Black music world and all of music. So, sorry, you dropped when those big albums came out. No one's going to pay attention to you, especially but- the hit single to sell. But I do hope that Greedo gets the grasp on L.A. because I feel like people like Greedo and Blue Bucks, they have like they are they will be a good influence on L.A. musically going forward. And it'll allow L.A. to like grow musically hip hop wise instead of like strictly being on like the gangbanging type of sound, even though, of course, they still be gangbanging and shit. (laughs) But it's just more creativity that comes from like Greedo to me. And that's, I think that's what LA needs. All right. Speaking of creativity, what about your boy, NBA Youngboy? He put out his first project of 2023. I rest my case. Did you listen to it? Nah, man. It's not Thursday or Friday yet. Oh, you only listen to music on Thursday or Friday? New music, yeah. Okay. Well, and, I, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I mean, it came out last week. I listened <laughs> to it, uh, Tuesday, it was decent. I mean, nothing special. He has three interludes where he wants girls to like act like they listen to his music. 
you can tell that um with him trying to bite Playboy Cardi and that rage sound that you know Yeet and other people have been eating off of. I think he wants white people to like him too. I was like, dang, this project is for him to try to get girls to like him and whites. I don't know if it's gonna work. It's hilarious. Like that's why, like, even the album cover is him sitting in between two ladies. They got ski masks on. And he's feeding one of the boo-boos a cigarette. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's yeah, man, he's trying to go old school. That's man. hilarious. And he just got married this weekend, too. So congratulations. He's trying to go old school with it, man. But uh, yeah, this project, I like Not My Friend. It was pretty good. Um, The, the song Rage was funny because it's not a Rage song. The one Rage song he put out was the one with the baby. Well, yeah, he had a couple of rage songs on that project. I think the baby helped him learn how to rap fast too, because he's been rapping faster on this one. And then his get like him screaming, like trying to be like Carly, like Scully. Mm-hmm. It was like, whoa. Does he have any of that Bayou bounce stuff, or is he moving away from that? Nah, that not that much. Yeah. That's kind of good. That's that's that that'll make me want to listen to it. Because <laughs> I, I was getting, you know, I mean, he was kind of doing that a little too much. Well, you didn't like him being from Louisiana and embracing that? It was just sounding the same a lot. But, I mean, I like this, the Colors tape that he dropped. He had a few songs on that that I like. But... So do you think this year he'll be able to take it to the next level and become a superstar? He's more visible now? If he, makes people, if he makes people dance, yes. That's what white people and girls want to do. They want to dance. They yeah, don't really care about how gangster you are and, and zipping people up all the time. Some girls like gangster rap, but yeah, they want to have. I don't think those kind of girls dance with to it. Yeah, I don't think those kind of girls buy music and shit. Well, no one buys music technically anymore, except for old school people like me. Everybody just rents it and streams it. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, NBA based, young boys, the king of YouTube. <laughs> based off of what <laughs> you heard. Based off of what you heard, do you think that he can go to the next level, or do you think? No, dang, it's not because the, the rage isn't on the next level. Yeet is a low boy. <laughs> yeah, Cardi is a cool. He's like the king of a niche world. He's not a superstar. So if they're not playing that, Cardi's not a superstar. He's not. No. <laughs> what the what the hell do you think is a superstar? A guy. His he's his best uh first week sales was a hundred thousand. Mm, That's okay. not a superstar. He's a star. He ain't a superstar. A superstar is a hey, we need your album to do well because the label we need this we need this to hit. So like, Uzi was like he ever Uzi was a superstar, superstar before, right? Yes, Uzi was a superstar. Yes, he's mm. sick numbers, little baby superstar. Travis Scott, of course, superstar. Like that's the upper echelon. Like, Gunna never became a superstar. Nah, he was on the way and then he became an informant. So, you know, we'll see so how basically happens. out of all the young people, only Uzi made it to superstar. Yeah, to superstardom, yeah. Yachty got all the commercials, but you know, musically, sales-wise, and you know, and popularity, he was never like a top rapper. Uzi was though, like could you always count superstars on one hand in every decade, you think? Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. There's not a thousand superstars, but you could say there was more superstars back then because 
the music was more fine-tuned. The way we accessed music was more streamed and gatekeep in a proper way. So people, and obviously people in the past, the way we consume music, you had to buy it. So people's numbers were higher. So by then, by, by that proxy, we did have more superstars in the past. Now, like I said, there's more cuts and corners in the rap world. So there's people that, yeah, you and I like Playboy Cardi, but someone like Osei doesn't like Playboy Cardi and he never has to hear him because that's mm -hmm. not in his world. While mm -hmm. in the past, if you didn't like a rapper, you still had to hear him and see him because mm -hmm. we all watched BET, MTV, VH1, MTV Jams. Now, people, like I remember last time we kicked it at Anthony's, y'all were like, we don't watch music videos anymore. Yeah. That used to be a big way to access music. So, yeah, now you have people like Sofago that's supposed to be on the come up, but then you can ask like seven out of 10 people out of the street. They never heard of him. And actually, I don't even think we were listening to Sofago. We were listening to the other dude, Duop Kane. Oh, yeah, that guy, he's he's out of here. That's what we were listening to. We weren't even listening to Sofago. I just, I'm so old, I just call it all Sofago. Sofago's way better than him. Yeah, I mean, but you're, I could tell, <laughs> tell you and Osei are old men because you guys said Greedo was a YSL rapper. And I was like, whoa, that's just what old people. No, he is on everything. Yeah. He's on, on, on different songs. Some songs he sounds kind of like Thug. Some songs he reminds me of Shot Glizzy. And a little bit he reminds me of um, Max B with how he tries to really sing sometimes. Yeah, man. Well, we'll see how it is. This was a quick shooter episode. He's silly. He's like a silly singer. Yeah, we need more characters in music. Shout out Pharrell. When rap was in a better place, when everybody wasn't trying to be a top gun, we have suburban brothers like Drake trying to be mob bosses. But in the past, we had people like Busta Rhymes, ODB, Mystical. We had characters. That's what made rap fun. So bring characters back. I'm happy 03 and Max B are out. Hopefully they can ball. But Busta Rhymes, Mystical, and Ludacris can all rap better than them. Yeah, because they're from the rapidy rap era when bars were important. Of course, the trajectory of rap has changed. You can say for the worse because they're technically not as good. So I could see how you feel that way. But hey, that's the game. And real quick, I think I don't like the melodic rappers because their production, they have to pick a certain type of production. And I'm not really into the type of production that they pick. I like that more old school, southern Detroit type of shit. Glow real type right. shit. Well, I'm interested in what you're going to do next week because we're drafting next Saturday our record labels for 2023. And of course, both of us are competitive people. We want to win. So it's about drafting the team that you think that will give you the best opportunity to win. And I'm interested to see what your draft strategy is going to be. Have you figured it out yet? Because I feel like you're going to look down on some melodic rappers. Um, I haven't figured it out, but I'm coming up with my board. Coming up with my draft board. Okay. I think if I do pick melodic rappers, they'll be the efficient ones, not the waste of time ones. And not, I'm not trying to hate on Greedo, but I, I really, I, I was listening to a little bit of the last one he put out, and he's just so raw, and, and his, I don't really like his voice that much, but I think to me he sounds like 2012. Mm, yeah, see, when I hear him, 
I don't think I don't it doesn't remind me of the past. It reminds me of like a West Coast melodic man that they haven't they've never had like that. He can do the trap stuff. He can do the like uh, no features, no, like no free stuff. features. Oh, yeah, that beat. you can, Yeah, that beat does have an older bounce to it. And then I can't control myself. It's just like I like that song, him and OGZ. I just feel like, oh, no, maybe I'm taking myself too serious. Hey man, it's like, a part it of reminds me of like cartoons. Reminds me of like cartoons and like Barney. Hey, yeah, I can see that, man. You're an old <laughs> man, bro. You said you're in the wintertime grind. You don't have time for fun. You said it earlier. So I, I mean, I do like having fun though. I just I'm just a, a smooth player. Like that shit is like some like Barney shit to me. And then porn, I just can't do it. Yeah, it's, porn, that's my shit, man. Singing sucks. Hey man, I his think... voice be real raspy. I don't need you to be a perfect singer. But... Shout out to this uh, shorty. She said I like melodic rap because I don't listen to R and B, and she thinks if I listen to R and B, then I wouldn't like melodic rap. As I don't much. even listen to R and B that much. I can't I call like, myself an R and B guy. I was like, eh, I don't know. So I'm a I'm a listen to this this album because it's controlling the women, just like Control did. I'm not even an R and B guy. You can't even really call me an R and B guy, but. You know what I'm saying? I just that, yeah. I thought you was bumping at Summer Walker and that Ari Lennox. I mean, it touches me because yeah, I, you know, because I DJ and shit. But I like Summer Walker. Her shit's tight. Yeah. All right. So you like R and B? Yeah, and I was bumping a weekend heavy over the summer. Yeah. See. So yeah, that's your shit. Oh yeah, you went to a weekend concert before. Come on, man. Shit was dope, man. Yeah. So yeah, you are R and B brothers. So I can. Nah, you know, I can't call myself R and B though. Like people, that's really... that's enough to be an R and B brother for a black man. I have listened to a little bit of Lucky Day too. Yeah, you are R and B brother. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with that. That's good to listen to that stuff. But I listen to it with women mostly when I want to vibe out. Or if we cooking together or something, I want to show off and like impress them. I play like some Lucky Day or, or like some uh um Cleo Soul type stuff yeah see so all right i can see why you don't like these brothers they're hood singers when i listen to these brothers sing i feel inspired I'm, i want to sing and i like that shout I out just, it also reminds me of how death row you guys weren't really a dynasty it was just had four great albums in four years uh, maybe five or six great albums in five years Cause why the hell did you guys not make Nate Dogg a superstar? That pisses me off still to this day. I was listening to Bone Thugs in the gym the other day, and I wish I could have heard Nate Dogg and Wishbone, or just Bone Thugs in general do stuff. I wish I could hear Nate Dogg hang out with the Texas Boys and sing back in the day. I would me love too, to hear Nate Dogg. With I was just, I was just about to say that Big Mo. I was about to say that. That's another thing, too. Fat Pat. That would have been... didn't do Big Mo's part justice at all. Like, Big Mo kills him on that. That's the difference. When you're an obese man, you sing with more heart and melody. That's just a part of it. And he ain't a real singer that like that either, Big Mo. But he can do better. Well, now, Big Mo's a belter. Now, he is a singer. You've never heard Sipping Codeine. That boy's a singer. You I'm just saying, he does God. way better than what Greedo was doing on that. Because he's a real... You can tell, like, Big Mo and Nate Dogg, they're, like, from the generation of, yeah, we sang in church. Mm -hmm. If you hear Big Mo sing, that brother's a real singer. It's Big Mo. Oh. That mm -hmm. used to go hard. That nigga was a real singer. That's that's why he goes off on I Stay Flossing. 
us they fall. You can tell he, he's a church boy with that swag. So that's another reason why music isn't as good anymore. These brothers and sisters aren't in church singing and learning anymore. They're not taking those <laughs> melodies for secular music anymore. All they copy mm -hmm. is secular music. Mm -hmm. That's why it doesn't hit as hard. That's a part Wait. of the reason why people like Whitney Houston, Sam Cooke, and Aretha Franklin were God-level singers, Marvin Gaye, because they were from the church. And his his sound is just so raw. Like it's just like it's just like it's hard. It just seems like he doesn't. <laughs> you it just seems like he's. Of, I could tell he's just a street nigga making music. Like he's you not remind me of um. Dang, I, I think. Nah, it was a. Uh, oh yeah, I think it was Rick Rubin. I forgot. No, I think it was Questlove. Questlove. He was. He said he hated on the Chronic because it was too shiny and clean. He didn't nah, like this. No, nah, this ain't too shiny and clean. Exactly. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's the opposite for you. You don't like it because of how raw and dirty it is. Yeah, it's very dirty, and he just seems master like he's just, sway. He's just like a street nigga that has a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> so he could just be in the studio all day and come up with shit. Yeah, he has a lot of music, man. I'm gonna listen to God Level one of these days. I'm gonna listen to more music than I did last year for sure. I'm getting title again, so I can rent music. I'm gonna still buy music, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start listening to more music. I'm gonna see what the hype is about this R&B going on because I didn't know Lucky Day was like 36, 37. I thought he was a young star. I was like, damn, this nigga's almost 40 already. Yeah, I didn't know that either, but he's dope. It's crazy, but it lets you know how hard it is to make it in R&B. Like, these brothers be grinding forever. The women, I feel like r and is in a weird space, too. Because even SZA, she's like 33. She's I, 34, yeah. I feel like that R&B shit that was happening in, like, 17, 16, 18, 19, I feel like it's, it's weird in a weird space, too, because it's mainly, like, the people... It's like SZA, Summer Walker... That's and of course, it. r and heads are going to say it's way more, but like... No, we're talking know. about the stars. We're talking about who's on the mainstream popping. Even Brent Fias, he just broke through last year. He's yeah. like the only man doing numbers. Like, The Weeknd is a pop artist now. We know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's too big for R&B. So, like, yeah. The, uh, the only male R&B guy that was doing numbers last year was... Brent Fias, his album debuted at number two with 88,000 sales in the first week, and then it eventually became gold. And then Chris Brown is still being blackballed and stuff. Yeah, and he don't count. He's a legacy act at this point. Yeah, yeah. he's not He's not moving the zeitgeist anymore. Chris Brown, when he drops, he doesn't move things. He doesn't shake nothing up. And then Jacquees, they got tired of him. Well, uh, that guy was never a star. He was just funny yeah he was just i'm the king of r&b he's just a humor guy he wasn't a serious artist i heard his new album was pretty good and future executive produced it but you know that doesn't move me because girls the hood girls love him though yeah he's yeah they do and i the chilling circuit star yeah and i speaking of r&b i wouldn't mind if we got hendrix too because i'm seeing how love you better is connecting with the aunties out there that's my shit. Did you see uh the meme going viral on black Twitter and black TikTok if that exists of the auntie at the concert when she was like, Oh, future's about to perform. Love you better. It's my shit. And then she started singing like Patty LaBelle, like, come on, future. Ooh. 
I heard a little kid when I was getting my dress retwisted. There was a little kid singing that song. Yeah, it's a banger, man. Why does he say the love for his grandma? Is he saying like because like what does he mean by that? I'm trying to figure out if this is the same grandma that he loves that he had trapped for him. So is he, is he saying like because I'm able to love my grandma so soft and gently, that's why I'm able to be like that with you, or is it because she loved his grandma? I think it's the love he had for his grandma because he cared for his grandmother so much that taught him how to honor and respect women if he really was moved yeah. by them emotionally. So that's I what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, he said the the love I have for my grandma's made me gentle when I care for you. Mm-hmm. And then on, uh, I think I hate the last me on the outro of Beast Mode Two. He talks about how a girl said. The reason why he's geeked up is because he has issues with his mom unresolved. Oh, yeah. What song was that again? I Hate the Real Me. Yeah. That came on my shelf. Yeah, it was a hard day in the gym today. Whenever it's a real hard day, <laughs> I play Future and I get through it and I go crazy. Whoa, Future pushes you. To, dang, but he's the upper echelon of the melodic rap. Yeah, like that's why I can't Whoa. enjoy a lot of this shit. Because I got Future. Like, there's like, nobody can touch this dude. Period. Oh, you don't think so? No, no one can touch this dude. Uh, Up the River is my shit. Yeah, that's one Saint, of my favorite songs ever by Future. St. Lucia is my shit. I remember there was a time where every week on my way to work, dog, I was listening to that twice. <laughs> yeah, that joint's too bad. I had to run it back. Yeah, dang. He messes up melodic rap for you by being the best. Yeah, that's why I need Travis to come back, man. Because... He was good at it. Astro World's my planet, my home. Yeah, hurry up. Let's see what you got. You've been creating Utopia for like five years, man. I'm tired of you boys that need half a decade to work. It better be good. And I want Greedo to work with Don Tolliver too, badly. They would do some tight shit to me. Yeah, he needs to hang out with more Texas boys. Don, Don Tolliver and Greedo would... They Don Tolliver, they tried to make him a disco guy, and they were cooking his streams and getting fake bots to buy it up. And you never yeah, I don't like that song, disco right? shit. I like that heaven and hell stuff. I don't like the disco and shit. Disco shit. Well, they gotta make him a star, Jamal. And to make him a star, you need the whites to like it. <laughs> Why do you chuckle like that? That's fucked up. Because that's the game. You were you used to say I care about numbers and sales too much, but now we're both running record labels. So it's gonna be fun next week to see your draft strategy. Oh yeah, I know how to do that. That shit's easy. But I am excited about Trippy Red's new stuff too. Real oh, quick, Lord. Go. And his album's uh, called Mansion Music. That boy loves Chief Keith. I tell you what. He has Chief Keith, Dirk, Travis Scott. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I heard Future might be there, a few other people. Yeah, we'll see. I don't like his albums, but not going to act like I ever really gave him a chance. I just listened to this couple singles. And if it has a feature that of an artist that I like, I check it out. So. And I think Drake will sneak on there and surprise people too. Yeah, hey, that's not out of the ordinary. They worked together before. It I mean it made Kanye go crazy when Drake said <laughs> he was burnt out on the Trippy Red song. So, yeah. But all right, man. Chopper Sue convos next week. We're recording together live in the flesh. I'm pulling up on Jamal on a Saturday. We're gonna get our draft on. I think there might be playoffs going on too, right? Before we playoffs. Go- 
Playoffs? Hell yeah, it's gonna be some playoffs. What's your Super Bowl prediction? Kansas Patrick City, Mahomes right? is gonna win. Patrick Mahomes is gonna win the Super Bowl. Case closed. All right. And when can I expect my hundred dollars next month? You said whenever they announce the MVP. Come on, man. But all right, can you say, Dan, you were right because Lamar he started well, but it didn't end well. Can you just say that? You were right. He started well. He got hurt. His team doesn't have any weapons. And I've realized I need to back off Lamar so he can be successful. Because as long oh, as you're making it about yourself. As long as I'm a fan, he's not going to be successful. And I forgot Patrick Mahomes is not going to win a Super Bowl. I'm not a fan of him either. So football gods, leave me alone and just let things happen. I'm a fan of Tom Brady. Look at this. Josh. Look at this. I'm a fan of Tom Brady and Josh Allen. Look at They're this blasphemer. I don't know about any football gods. I only know about one God, one heavenly father, and his son is Jesus Christ. Josh Allen, that, Brock that, Purdy, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, and Tom Brady all could possibly win the Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoffs. That's hilarious. It's a really a young nigga movement over there. Like I said, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, and Josh Allen. Is there any other white quarterbacks? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. No, he's black. Is there any other? Yeah, look ones? how you study. You know, he's by. He's well, yeah, Kirk Rachel. Cousins can do something. He's. I'm, I'm rooting for all the white quarterbacks, man. Because he's biracial. If, if I root for any black quarterbacks, I'm he's biracial. So I gotta reverse this jinx shit. And he's a biracial gunslinger in a biracial world. His he's gonna throw it backwards for a touchdown. His kids are biracial. No, nah, his kids are white. Um, it's like Drake's son. Drake's son's a white man. He's gonna throw it behind his back. Eric B. Enemy is gonna get mad, but it's just that swag. He won't get a job as a head coach. <laughs> that nigga is so pissed off because Andy Reid still calls the plays. As he should. But Mahomes, he's just so good. I don't have a number one receiver. Kelsey, go and get it. He's biracial. Hey, I'm going to record this next week, man. Get the studio. Get the vocals ready, man. I'm about to sing, too. Hood melodies, man. I told you, those brothers inspired me to sing. I'm about to start singing on y'all. You notice they don't let it, They don't let his brother dance and stuff no more? Love. Yeah, get get that buster out of here. <laughs> I haven't seen him all season. Good. He needs to come back. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> Be an uncle and watch your niece. That's yeah. a funny guy right there. <laughs> but all right, man. Chopper suit combos. We holla at y'all next week. We'll see what happens with Mahomes, man. He's chilling this week, bye week style. So next He's not week, gonna win. That's all I know. Oh man, look at this pessimist. It's not about you, man. Don't worry about it. I can't win, man. Whenever I root for somebody, they fail. So I've learned my lesson. Don't root for people. All right. That's the lesson of 2023. Jamal. And Stephen A picked him to win the Super Bowl. Punk ass nigga. So you already know what happens when he does it. We out, man. See, the streets are calling me. A long time. (laughs) We out.